This episode of Health Gig is powered by Paragon Performance. People are yearning for information. Having the opportunity to encourage people and to educate people and inspire people. It's amazing to be able to say we'll carve out time to take care of ourselves. There's something for everyone. Welcome to Health Gig. Today we are joined by two good friends, Jeff Benton and Brett Weinroth from Paragon Performance. We are so proud to be partnered with them here at HealthGig and also proud to spotlight the great work they do with HeartMath that allows people to optimize themselves from within. We can't wait for you to hear about their work. So welcome to HealthGig, Brett and Jeff. We're so happy to have you on. We're so happy you're our partner and we want to hear from you what's going on at Paragon Performance. God, since we've been on since September... We've been really fortunate. We're working with a number of Fortune 500 companies. We're doing a lot with YPO globally at the chapter level networks. We are working with autistic communities, military, professional athletes, Olympic athletes, and it has been incredible. I think one of the biggest switches or you know, something even more new to us is our clients are actually using the word mental health for the mm. first time especially with the Fortune 500 companies that when we would design programs for them, it was really around high performance and ROI. And now they are focused on the well-being of their employees. And it's just at a deeper, more authentic, sincere level. You know, is similar to you two, like why we're so aligned is our higher goal, Brett and I's higher goal at Paragon is really to shift the awareness and consciousness of the corporate world. One, the corporations have so much influence in so many different verticals, right? From politics, consumer behavior, our environment. And then the second thing is we spend half our life there. And so we feel that we want to contribute at a global level. And if we can really influence corporate executives to see themselves differently and more connected to the whole, then we can really expedite positive change. I would also say, you know, we've really simplified some of our programs. I would say a high percentage of our programs are really focused on helping people self-regulate their emotions. Actually, we were talking to a friend of ours who's a very talented psychologist and he's working with a lot of prominent folks. And he actually sends us his clients around heart math techniques and others. And one of the things he said is his daughter was going from preschool to kindergarten. And he said, it is the last year in her entire life that she will have any EQ taught to her from an emotional intelligence standpoint. Once she gets into kindergarten and then she goes through school, you know, college, and then the job, she gets a little bit into the machine. And we are these emotional beings, right? What we're trying to do, again, is really help people understand how to self-regulate their emotions and really help them understand that emotions drive their physiology and their emotional state. Yeah, it's been amazing. And, and Brett, please add on. Or I'll keep rolling. Well, look, first of all, it's great to be back on with you two. We love our partnership together. We love hearing the great episodes that have come out you know, over the past nine months. And we know we have a number of excellent guests coming up. At a personal level, 
I don't think Jeff and I have ever been more aligned between our purpose and our mission in life with our work. And that is the most fulfilling thing because, you know, our goal when we set out to create Paragon was to serve other people in a more impactful way. And it's come back to us tenfold in leading programs for our clients. The benefit that we get from seeing their shift and transformation as humans has been even greater than I think we thought when we first kind of hatched the idea to help people in the corporate world. And so from a business perspective, we're, we're on Zooms and now we're starting to lead live programs in person, which is even better to feel the energy in the room. But I think, as Jeff said, what we're seeing is a lot of people may have closed their eyes last March. And if they opened them, they would have looked at the bottom line and said, you know, business has actually been pretty good in some spheres. But at a human level, we know from the programs that we're leading, the coaching sessions we're doing, the surveys, that people are still having a really challenging time. And to be able to come in and maybe just create a little bit of a crack of light for them and to arm them with a few tools and techniques to help shift out of those moments where they're feeling triggered or stressed or anxious or worried, to have them look at the world through a, a clear lens is incredibly fulfilling. That's a really good point, Brett. And I wanted to add one other thing. Like when we started Paragon, you know, we had this idealistic view, right, to change the world. And what's interesting now is Paragon, we've literally coached thousands of executives, CEOs, athletes. We've done hundreds of corporate programs. And we actually have real data so that when we get on our high horse and we say, this will change your life, like it's more than just our own experience, right? There's something around the data and doing the work that has allowed for our own growth and to witness the shifts and changes. And that's been incredibly powerful, especially since we talked to you, I think in September. Share with us some of the data that you've found or have. God. <laughs> where, where to start? Loaded question, Trey. Loaded question. As you guys know from our last conversation, we are huge proponents of the HeartMath system and the science behind it. There are three decades plus of research that show when we shift our heart rhythm patterns, we can create a clear signal to our brain, which then allows our brain to open up and operate in this state of coherence or to reach this state of flow, which is as humans, all we want, right? We just want to wake up in the morning and just feel joyful, purpose-driven, focused on what it is we're going to accomplish and really lose ourselves in the moment of whatever it is that we're doing for the day and to sustain that. But we know that the world moves at a fast pace. Our bodies are you know, outdated operating systems. We're still in fight, flight, or freeze mode and our brain doesn't know the difference whether it was our ancestors from thousands of years ago being chased by the saber-toothed tiger or an email that we get from a, an irate client or customer. The science has shown us over the years that when we live in this state of fight or flight and the cortisol and the adrenaline and all these depleting emotions are flooding our systems, it leads to longer-term health issues. So from a data perspective, just seeing the improvement that people are experiencing from less anxiety better sleep, their immune system functioning is improving, improvements in blood pressure, and just an overall better sense of well-being. From a performance standpoint, we actually had a client ask us this today, how this concept of coherence or flow connects to performance. Well, our businesses are made up of people. And if we're showing up 
in a state of you know stress or angst or fear or anger just purely from a communication perspective we can't hear our colleagues clearly we can't think and make the right decisions in the moment when we're faced with you know important tasks and so just seeing our clients who have been implementing a number of these tools and techniques give us examples of real life you know dealing with their spouse when they've been cooped up for the last 16 months together and little things that might trigger them the dishes piling up in the sink or maybe it's the fact that they haven't seen their clients in person you know now they're getting to see them and there's a little bit of an angst there's a little bit of worry there's a little bit of a triggering effect that happens from a performance standpoint when they start to implement the techniques they show up really in this state of optimal existence because the science the physiology is there right especially with heart math with a couple fortune 500 companies we had one person in the company that really believed in it and they would go around and say hey we want to do this paragon heart math program and they're like what is heart math like what does that even mean right <laughs> right so we would start with a beta of 20 people and a lot of times it was new hires or associates and then we would they would do surveys especially these management consultant firms right that live on data you know these new hires were like i feel completely different and they would use the word superpower and so it's like okay we build a little bit of credibility and then we train 300 and we get the same results because people started to experience themselves differently and then we'd go to 3000 and now there are more than a few companies where we're probably going to train all their new hires globally and it made us feel better because on a macro level they're doing surveys and they have to have data to be able to sell these programs mm-hmm. in from a micro level people are telling us that their lives are being changed some of these individuals are under intense stress and anxiety and like Brett said they finally have the tools to actually mm-hmm. deal with this and then on the other side of the spectrum you know I talked to a senior partner at one of our clients he <laughs> he referenced the movie limitless did you guys ever see that with Bradley yes. Cooper He's like, this is the closest thing I've gotten to like limitless. And this guy's an amazing. And now he's playing around with it. And he's actually using the heart math technology to see how high his levels of coherence can go. And you guys had Joe Dispenza on yet? No, but we can't wait to have yeah. him on. <laughs> well, he's a huge heart math advocate. And I want to make sure I'm getting this completely right, but he does... these 4-day workshops and on the 4th day people are having spontaneous healings. Wow. And it's all science like he's not trying to be the healer like he's actually trying to figure out what's happening and I know he was trying to understand he had electrodes right on the brain wave trying to understand like when people have these spontaneous healings what's happening. He wasn't getting enough information. So I think he was working with heart math and really through heart rate variability and measuring that and trying to understand coherence when people got into a higher state of coherence that's when they were literally having a change at a cellular level so people that were having you know very serious ailments across the board were walking out of there a different person and so we love the consciousness work but we have to bring the science and the case studies mm-hmm. in i mean especially if you're talking to special forces swat teams police officers when they hear the word heart math they look at us with two heads but when they start to understand that 60,000 first responders are doing this tier 1 military units are being trained 
they opened up to it. And what we realize is we can talk about the data, talk about the science, but when they actually experience it within their bodies and within the heart, they have a completely different connection to the work we're doing. For our listeners, can you just a little definition of what heart math is, just as a reminder? So heart math is an institute that's been around for 30 years and they're in Northern California. And to simplify, they really study how the heart and brain communicate. And what they found out, which most of us don't know, is the heart actually sends more information to the brain, to the nervous system than the other way around. And this is important because the signals that our heart sends to our brain and these key functions has a profound effect on our emotional state, mental clarity, and a lot of other things. So one of the base teachings is as we shift the rhythms of our heart, sends a different neural signal to the brain, that's when we can get into coherence. And that's where our different sort of systems, the immune system, you know, all the system are working in a more optimal state and we're just showing up in a more optimal state. They also really talk about how our emotions drive our physiology. We always talk about the path to self-mastery and really the first piece of that is we have to be able to identify our emotions, right? Awareness precedes experience, awareness precedes change. And it sounds so simple, but we're living in such a fast-paced world that we're living in either the past or the future. And so what's happening on the neck down, we're not conscious of. And if we're not conscious of that, then that's driving our outlook. Really, the path to self-mastery, once we actually understand what emotions are going on, then we provide our clients tools to actually shift into a more optimal state. And with heart math, it's a really powerful tool. For us, it's the most effective tool in real time to use under stressful situations. We love meditation. We love these other things, but they're not realistic to do in real time. Heart math has these real time tools. Again, that's why, you know, special forces, military, people that are in life or death situations are actually using heart math techniques. There's a very simple explanation because people say, what is heart math? We love them. They are scientists and researchers, not marketers and brand experts. But the best explanation that I've heard for heart math is we have life events. Our life events plus our perception to those events plus our reaction to those events equals our outcome. Knowing that life events are going to happen and we can't necessarily control whether they're going to happen to us or not. If we can inject more coherence or flow or heart into the other pieces of that equation, into our perception, into our reaction, we can ultimately shift the outcome on the other side of the equal sign. And I didn't do very well in math in school, but I know if you change something on the left of the equation, usually (laughs) something on the right changes. This concept of building our resilience and using tools and techniques that allow us to shift our, as Jeff said, our heart rhythm patterns in preparation for, in recovery from, but also in the midst of, as we adapt in the moment and to be able to sustain challenging and stressful circumstances. And the adapt piece is something that HeartMath developed in conjunction with their work with the DOD and the military. And as Jeff said, tier one units like the SEALs and special forces and Green Berets are learning heart math. They're teaching it for their new recruits 
in the first week of training. So for our corporate clients, because they identify themselves in that high achiever, high performer role to help them understand that the best of the best in the world are utilizing these techniques. It's backed by science. It's really easy to do. You don't have to go into the corner, close your eyes, cross your legs and be like a yogi on a mountaintop and you can use it in any circumstance. And I know we talk a lot about heart math. It is a baseline for our optimal performance programs. There are other things that we love to bring in. There are other incredible resources, as you all know, and you've met a number of them that help us really bring our programs to life. But for individuals at a, just a human level to understand that emotional state that they're in, to have the awareness when they get triggered or when they're going into a situation, to know that they can show up feeling the way that they want to feel as opposed to how the circumstance and the environment is dictating how they're feeling. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, this can be with our dealing with our teenage children who have a tendency to trigger certain emotions. It could be with our elderly parents. It could be with friends who have different belief systems in us. But as we do the techniques and practice, we actually shift our baseline so that our flexibility, it's almost like a slinky, right? Our bounce back and our resiliency in the key areas of mental, physical, emotional, and spiritually help us to show up and operate in a more cohesive way. And isn't that what life is all about, right? We want to be able Mm. to be more flexible, be more tolerant, be more open, as opposed to being tense and rigid and stress-driven. No one likes that. Is the exercise or the practices about trying to get out of your mind and into your heart? Yes. And are you guys familiar with somatic healing? really influence the mind from the body. So that effect is happening. I'm not sure heart math would exactly describe it like that, but as we all know, it's hard to outthink a problem. You know, the way our neurons fire together, they wire together. So we get into these looping thoughts. That's why therapy sometimes can, well, I want to be careful, but like, that's why somatic healing is brilliant, right? Because you're actually, it's easier to influence up here, the mind, right? Like in these thoughts through the body to create shifts. So that is definitely happening. And then there's something very specific to the heart and the heart rhythms sending a different neural message. It's interesting also because we're doing a lot of work with teams at all different levels. One of the things that we really request before we do deep teamwork and team dynamics is that we work with each individual on the team first and having them understand how to self-regulate their own emotions. Because we used to do it, and I see it a lot, is you do this teamwork, but each person's bringing in their own lens and their own emotions and their own, all of us, right, have our own baggage. And if we don't have an awareness of that, it's really hard to create coherence at a deeper level. So we really see magic when we can actually work with individual team members and then they experience themselves differently. And then they go and work. We do team programs. It's really beautiful. One of the things we're doing is one of the programs, which call the optimal performance program. And it's all around team dynamics. One of the modules is all around psychological safety. You know, it's interesting. Google did a study. I think it was called the Aristotle Project. Project Aristotle. Project Aristotle. They spent a lot of money trying to understand what made high-performing teams and what was the number one trait. You know, they thought, was it the smartest people, diverse? And really what they came back and found is it's teams that felt safe together, felt respected, 
and felt heard. So we always talk to our clients about that because if individuals are coming in to a team dynamic and being focused on being heard and being right, and there's a power status hierarchy, it's really hard to then create optimal team dynamics. And so again, as we work with these individuals and we can get them into the heart and a different perspective to then show up, it creates a safer environment where everybody's heard and feels respected. And by the way, it's the ultimate high performance tool for companies. And I think they're finally starting to realize that. I had a question about that. So I've been in situations where there's one person who has the floor and is that person that has to be right and has to be heard, but the person has no interest in trying to be any different. The result of those dynamics is everyone just listens to that person. So how do you shift that? This person has the power. This person I'm thinking of has had the power for 20 years and <laughs> there's no shifting because that person isn't willing to do the shift. And yet nobody seems to speak up to that person. We see that a lot. So there's a couple different thoughts on this. One is, Brett knows where I'm going here. When we're in a state of coherence, science is showing that others around us start to match that coherent level. Our heart has this really powerful electromagnetic field. Again, we on our path to self-mastery, we have to know thyself first. and so. The first piece of it is being able to show up centered in the heart, no matter what's going on around us. When we're around those folks that are in their heads, in their egos, need to be heard. As we show up differently, a lot of times something at a subconscious level shifts in that person. It's just science. And now again, we have so much data. I'm going to sound a little woo woo, but if there's a crying baby or pets around or others, I will practice getting into coherence and see how I can literally have an impact on the environment. And it's wild because we can all feel into each other's nervous system. The unseen and unspoken can be even more powerful than the spoken word, right? Because, you know, what's going on. So I would say that's the first thing. And I think the second thing, Doro, is really if we can give that person feedback that's had the floor for 20 years and is really being driven by their identity of being heard. And we can show up in a coherent state in our heart and really come from the heart to actually share with this person how like you're feeling and how maybe they're being portrayed. <laughs> this person is more likely to be able to hear you to then make changes, right? And then the third thing ultimately is if this person can't hear, then we have the ability to just change our situation. At some point, people are people, right? And they're going to operate the way they are. And we just have to make other choices. And sometimes they're really painful in the short term that lead then to the life we want to create and more flow and coherence for the long term. It's a great question. Jeff referenced the pets benefiting from our state of coherence. My <laughs> fluffy child is on her bed over here. She's the most coherent dog in Montgomery County. I can assure you of that. <laughs> um, I was going to add to Jeff's point that we also recognize that as much as we would like to go right into the C-suite and start to impact those leaders who exhibit the behaviors that you described, Doro, we realize we have to kind of go to where our clients are. And one of the most I think profound data points, Trish, to your question that we've seen is when we work with those younger associates, 
and we take them through the program and hearing in the surveys, the feedback surveys, that they want their bosses to be doing this program, to be learning these tools and techniques, that all of a sudden raises a few flags internally. And it's actually allowed us to then expand the work we're doing within those firms. I mean, I was having a conversation literally this morning with one of our clients, who's the chief people officer of a leading private company. And we were talking about a program we delivered for their new college hires, kids that are just graduating. They're coming into their, for most of them, their first jobs in the world. And as part of their orientation, we introduced them to this concept of heart math and optimal performance. I think it was like 92% of the respondents said that they want to introduce this to others within the company. And when you start to see now all of a sudden the new recruits, the new hires, the future of your business are showing up in the way that Jeff described, where even if they don't know it at a cellular level, at an unconscious level, they can help shift the behavior of people around them. Imagine how powerful that is for a young person who may normally feel angst or stressed or not sure of themselves. But if they can all of a sudden use a tool to show up the way they really want to feel, the influence that can have on the person they're reporting to or the people that are in the team around them, we're seeing that happen. And it's allowing us to then have a smoother transition into the work with the more senior executives who all, by the way, show up feeling they've got the world under control. They don't have any problems. But when you get into the one-to-one, we know and we start to probe that there are things that trigger their behavior. And it may not necessarily be specific to their work, but it's stuff that they bring into their work from their personal life. Or maybe it's a client that they feel they have under control, but there are things that the client does that leads to certain decisions or certain behaviors. And it's happening because they're not in complete alignment. And so when they start to actually feel into that awareness and that emotional state, they then open up their mind to say, wow, okay, I can bring something different to my engagement with that client. And in fact, some of our clients who serve others want to bring this program into their client's environment, which is amazing validation for the work we're doing. And it just helps expedite the mission for us to touch more and more influential business leaders. That's powerful. Powerful work you guys do. And it's that idea too, that they say that when you're building, I think this is what you were talking about, Jeff, too, is like you kind of are in control of building who you want to be in your world, right? So helping others know about heart math is probably part of it because not only does it help them, but it helps you have this really amazing world that you get to live in. Absolutely. I mean, once we start to understand these things called emotions and we don't label them as good or bad. And that we understand when we have these depleting emotions that these 1400 chemicals are kicking in, including cortisol, stress hormones that are affecting key brain centers, you know, even from a health standpoint, as you guys know, right? Like, especially with the work that's being done with first responders, SWAT team, military, they're living, like Brett said, in that fight or flight all the time. That's how they start to get wired. And so the stress hormones, cortisol is just beating up their bodies. And that's why they have such a high percentage of heart disease and these other things. And as we start to teach that emotions aren't good or bad, again, they're data. And we say, as you can shift into a more coherent state and you can shift into more renewing emotions, then you've got these 1400 chemicals kicking in, including DHEA, which actually regenerate. And we always talk about it's more than just thinking, renewing positive emotions. You actually have to feel them to have the chemicals come through. But that's where people shift their entire systems, right? And so 
again, I keep saying like, when people stop judging themselves around having depleting emotions, understand it's part of the human experience. And now they have these techniques to shift into a more optimal state, their whole lives change. And then either at a conscious or subconscious level, they start to say, I have a lot more control of how I see the world, how I operate than I ever thought. And it gives them evidence every day. And what we love, and I know you guys had Ed Morales on, our friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's great. You know, I consider him one of my martial arts teachers. And they always say like, we can conceptualize all we want. So during training, you know, when we're doing hard things, like if it's doing a roll on a hard floor, like you can conceptualize that all you want, but until you do it, then it connects at a whole different level and different dimensions. And it's the same thing with heart math. When people start to do it every day and they see the shifts, that's when they build momentum. And we always tell them the mundane leads to the magical, the mundane leads to the mystical of doing the practice every day. And then we just say the only way heart math doesn't work is if you're not doing it. And this sense of control that Jeff mentioned, it actually is a sense of letting go a little bit. That feeling of flow where you do actually feel like you are in control, but you're doing it in a way where you're not gripping the wheel as tight as you used to. I think that feeling of just being completely immersed in the present moment is the beauty of it. Yeah. And that's even a more spiritual sort of lens, right? That I know Brett and I feel, and obviously we don't bring that to the corporate world as much, but we start to understand like things kind of happen through us and you just let go and you start to witness, you know, life kind of shifts in more magical ways. So what else is Paragon doing that our listeners should know? We're doing great work with Scylla Elworthy, three-time Nobel Prize nominee, and she's coming in and helping around communication, conflict resolution, leading from the heart. It's really nice because all of our resources are such rock stars on paper and they all really want deep shifts in the world. One of our new expert resources, who's an amazing soul, his name is NQ. He's a very famous poet and he's named Oprah's top 100 change maker. Super soul 100. Super soul. He will do workshops where he does some of his own readings, which get you into your heart. And then he has you write poetry and it could be around how to show up as your best self. And he drops people in at such a vulnerable level that it becomes life-changing for a lot of people. Even Brett and I have become poets through his influence. <laughs> You're a poet and you didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's been an inspiration for us, but even just practicing the techniques and using poetry as a vehicle and as an outlet, it's been an amazing experience for us personally. NQ is amazing. We've done some workshops with him for our community, and we've seen some of the most successful CEOs and entrepreneurs who are lauded in their own communities tell us that it was the most transformational experience for them, that they hadn't written poetry since third grade. And all of a sudden, these emotions, these words were flowing out of them without any hesitation. It has been incredibly therapeutic for us. It's also been an amazing gift to give to others during special times (laughs) to be able to write a poem for them. Brett and I are now writing it every birthday, every anniversary. That's so cool. <laughs> but, you know, he, he creates such a safe environment that people get to experience their vulnerability at a deeper level. And isn't it interesting when we experience our vulnerability at a deeper level and we're still safe, how we can let some of the guards down and how we show up in the world differently. And as we show up differently, 
It allows for us to create deeper connection with people, deeper relationships that then fuel all these other amazing things, right? Even in business, like Brett talks about it, I talk about it. There was the imposter syndrome, trying to play this part, this role. It takes a lot of freaking energy to do that. We're not experiencing life at a deeper level. And so when we get to a point where we can just be ourselves and really connect at that level, it just makes life easier. And you get to know who you are. Because if you're playing this part, then you never know who you are and, and nobody else does. So you attract these things into your life that aren't really aligned with who we are. We also want to bring different experiences and voices to our clients. So it's not just about practicing the tools and techniques of heart math, which is an important part of the journey. It is important to bring in other perspectives. Jeff mentioned Scylla, who's also done work in the diversity area for some of our clients. We're in queue who can come in and lead a creative workshop for an agency or a brand and you know provide a prompt that can not only be transformational for the individual who's on the team, but for the company as well. How does the company connect the purpose of the individual to the mission of the corporation is you know, really challenging for a lot of companies, right? I mean, they use the word company culture, you know, with the right intentions, but they perhaps might find it challenging to actually carry through on creating the environment that they want for their teams. NQ can come in and develop a program that's collaborated on with the client. So there's a specific prompt so that the writing isn't necessarily about just a personal transformation, but it's actually connected to why they do what they do for the company. He is amazing. And I was going to just bring up a couple other resources, Dr. Mark Milstein. And he's, he's coming great. up on our podcast. Oh, he's amazing. And he really brings the science of negotiations, connection, and so forth. Thupten Jimpa, he is the Dalai Lama's main translator. And his story is unbelievable. He talks about compassionate leadership. And he created an institute with Stanford and chairs the Mind Life Institute and very well-educated. His story is incredible. And he really comes from a scientific standpoint. And it's really interesting that the Dalai Lama is also really focused on providing scholarships to the monks around quantum physics and science to understand how they're interrelated. And then Ray Jefferson is an amazing resource. We have 30 to 40 amazing resources and they're all like family. They're all like just coming from the heart. We're really aligned with them. So what's so neat about both of you is it is so apparent, at least to Doro and me, that even <laughs> over Zoom, it is a different energy. Like I feel my heart a little bit more. Do you, Doro, like just talking to them? It does feel like mm -hmm. it is coming from here. Like when you're talking, it's just a different energy. And is that possible that even over Zoom, we can be receiving it's no. We don't want to feel so much love. Yeah. You know, it just feels like so much love and so much kindness. I, there that... are people and we, we won't mention it here, but there are people when we're in their presence, you can feel their heart. And it's more than just here. Have you guys seen the Dalai Lama live? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, do you feel the energy? Oh, yeah. Like, so different. Mm -hmm. Or like Ama or there's others. Ama. Right? You know, with some folks at HeartMath, you feel it. I mean, I had a friend of mine who was telling me she was having a physical reaction to one of her friends and thought she was losing it. And she said something to him. And he said, you know what? I've been doing heart meditations the last three weeks. And these are people that do not have these conversations. So again, like the science is showing 
Right now, I think with technology today, they can measure eight feet out, but HeartMath is actually showing, they're doing studies where they have somebody in Los Angeles, somebody in London that are doing HeartMath together and their heart rate variability starts to Wow. So again, like there's something much bigger going on here. And that's even basic, Doro, like with a baby, right? When a mother is holding her baby. Well, how about the inc- grandmother and the baby? Yeah. And Doro and her baby. <laughs> grandma. Yeah. It's incredible. But there's that science too, right? That the heart. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just pure love. Can we lead you through a quick coherence? That'd be okay. great. Do we need to turn our lights out or anything? No, no, no. We'll do it. And again, you can do it real time. You can do this anywhere. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and you can do it eyes closed or eyes open. And before we start, just think about a positive renewing feeling or emotion or a memory you can connect to that really brings up a feeling of gratitude, joy, calm or ease, and just connect with it. And also something that you can create in your body. All right, now just start to take some smooth, easy inhales. And smooth, easy exhales. And just feel your body relax a little bit more with each exhale. And if the mind wanders, just keep going back to the breath. And on each inhale, count to five. And on each exhale, count to five. Or find a count that's comfortable to you. Now breathe into the heart as if it's the only place the breath can go. And breathe from the heart as if it's the only place the breath can come from. And now allow yourself to connect with that positive renewing emotion and just allow yourself to feel it within your body.
Just allow yourself to increase that feeling a little bit more. Now take a couple more deep breaths in, counting to five on your inhales into the heart. Couple more deep breaths out, counting to five on your exhales from the heart. Whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes. So to answer your question earlier about breathing through the heart, there's a saying that where the awareness goes, the energy flows, right? And this concept of shifting our heart rhythm patterns and creating a flow of energy that goes from the heart clearly to the brain and allows the brain and the key branches of the nervous system to sync up. That's why the heart-focused breathing is so important, combined with the activation of the renewing emotion. So I'm curious how you both feel after that, being expert meditators. Well, that was wonderful. It was really amazing. No, I felt, I did feel that. And when you would say breathe through your heart, it was like, it was a different feeling. So yeah, it felt really good is what it felt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. We love being your partner. We love showcasing so many of the wonderful people that are part of Paragon. It's just always good to be with you. We feel very much the same way. We have deep gratitude and appreciation for both of you. Brett and I always talk about it. You both are shining lights and we can feel your big, huge magnetic hearts also. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining us on HealthKick. We loved having you with us. We hope you'll tune in again next week. In the meantime, be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and follow us on healthgigpod.com. I'm Trisha. And I'm Doro. Be well. <laughs>